All right, welcome back, everybody. Another incredible episode of the Chart Addicts podcast. A very incredible guest returning on the show, Mr. Lusaldo Tavares, an old mentor of mine. He's a Forex trader, entrepreneur, and investor. He joins us again. What's up, man? What's going on? I appreciate, I appreciate the people showing me love and wanting me here. So I'm definitely excited to be here, especially with you, my guy, Roy. Like You, you definitely are a person that I actually study now because of the way you are moving around and, and networking and I think that's one of the biggest things that has brought you your success is just your skills, which is people don't understand the skills of networking. People don't even talk about things like that. Like you have skills of networking that most people don't have and most people need to learn. I appreciate that. And you were really highly, highly requested. Um, past few weeks, people, people have been asking about you. People have been trying to figure out who you are. They saw a few snippets from you speaking at the summit. And uh, a lot of people just want you to expand on some of the things that you're saying on social media. So I'm happy that you, you get on the, the show today. Oh, no, I'm excited, man. I'm definitely excited. I'm always here to, to bring some stuff to the people. So we talked to you earlier this year. We kind of went through your trading, investing, your life, things that you were doing. You were kind of in the, in the middle of a move, if I'm not mistaken, building out your, your property. Can you catch us up on what's going on in your life? What are you focused on nowadays? Well, uh, yeah, I'm actually now in my office. The, the, my house got built here in New Jersey. And, um, you know, so I've, I've been here since February 1st. And honestly, what I've been working on is really my brand. I think, um, you know, that's one thing that I, this year I'm really trying to focus on more and doing more public speaking as I spoke at your event and numerous others, and just kind of getting away from the stigma of what I, what I, what people know me for, you know, and just really, uh, promoting my brand, my self brand. So that's really what I, I've been working on, honestly, this year. Are you still focusing on some of these other businesses that you had before the trucking and some of these other ventures, or have you put those off to the side for now? Um, you know, I've been able to have them running passively. So that's, that's given me the time to free me up to really focus on the things that I want to do for myself. Now um, it took a while, but yeah, a lot of my, a lot of my, my business ventures are running passively. I got a restaurant opening, which I'm gonna let you know, we're going to have a grand opening. I'm gonna let you know, come up here to New York. It's, it's going to be like, uh, a dope uh, Latin vibe restaurant, man. It's gonna be. It's just gonna be like the. You gotta be there, right? So there you go. that's that's opening up September. I want to say like eighth or ninth or tenth, one of those three days. So definitely, I want you to come up here. So that's gonna be my next focus is just getting that up and running. Uh, you already know I'll be there. Do you have a name picked out or not yet? It's called in English. It's called the vibe in Spanish, which sounds more sexier. La vibra. So like, wow, there yeah, we go. Wow, you know? Incredible. Yeah. Um, so if we're going to stay on the topic of business before we kind of shift over, I want to pick your brain about some, some things I've heard you speak about this year. And I want you to elaborate on them just in terms of how you move relationships, putting people in positions and some of these other topics. Yeah, but for sure. Have you seen anything change in 2022 in terms of doing business? Have you seen the landscape change? Have you seen just the overall economy change or have things been relatively the same? No, it has changed. I think... I think I one thing I realized this year, people for the first time have more of a sense of urgency. You know, I, I, this year, I feel like people have been like, yo, I got to get this stuff done. Because they see where everything is going. They see what's, what's happening, inflation, everything. So I feel like people right now have a sense of urgency to get things that they want to get done, done. That's what I've seen, honestly. Okay. So what do you, why do you think, that is why do you think people are feeling that urgency is it more people talking about it is it more popular on the news what do you feel like has led to that change in people's perspective 
I think it's a little bit everything is the social media, the news. And I think people for, for the first time are really starting to realize in the next couple of years, is either going to be the have the haves or the have nots. There's not going to be no in between. Like that, I guess you call it, they used to call it middle class. It's either you have money or you don't. And I think people don't want to be at the side of that they don't have money. So I think that's why the sense of urgency. And let's be honest, you will have to be living under a rock not to see what's going on in the world. Like even if you very submiss or like very uh, aloof and 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 just live your life as it as it comes, you still know what's going on. You know, you still you still have an idea of what's really going on in the world. So I think that's the reason why right now I feel like people have an enormous sense of urgency to at least position themselves, even if they don't make a lot of money, but just position themselves so they can eventually make money because it's going to be there in the next couple of years. Either you have money or you don't, and there's going to be no in-between. Yeah, I've personally never seen so many people interested in finance, interested in economics, interested in inflation and all this other stuff than I've seen this year. So I think it's, I mean, I think it's good news that people are paying attention at least. So what do you feel like are the most important things that people should be focusing on in order to be in that camp, in the have money camp and not the have not camp? Well, two things. Um, one is is trying to information. You got to get information. You, you got to keep learning. That's number one. You know, there's there's no knowledge is the real wealth at the end of the day. It's not the money, it's the knowledge. And then, you know, also getting yourself into some passive incomes, but understanding that investing isn't always a win. Sometimes the best investment is the investment you don't make. Now you can always invest in yourself and that's fine. You never stop investing in yourself. But when I say that sometimes you want to invest because you have some money, you're like, well, you know what? The cool thing to do is invest my money. But sometimes it's not the time for you to invest your money, you know, because that is not a good investment. And number three, which comes back to a little thing, stuff that me and you do, and we, you know, we in this space, is learning a skill set. You know, yesterday I, I did 18,000 on the charts yesterday, right? And again, I don't, I don't, I'm not here saying I do hundreds of thousands. I don't because I'm a very moderate conservative trader. I don't really, you know, that's not really what I'm great at, but I do know the skill. And to know the skill and to be able to have a make that type of money, you gotta have a skill set. And I'm not saying it's what where you do, but you have to learn the skill set. That you can always, regardless of the fact, whatever's going on, still be able to, to make money, you know, bring in income. That's that's so important right now. So if somebody's broke and they don't really have money to invest, they don't have capital, they're not really in that game yet. You'd say the most important thing is to learn a high income skill yes. that can get you paid? Yes, you have to. Okay. Have to. Now, should people, and I know this is not financial advice and everyone should do their own research, but if somebody has a, acquires a high income skill or they build themselves for a year, two years, three years, whatever, however many years it takes, should they go ahead and invest all their money? You said that it's not always the right time to invest. Is that a personal circumstance thing? No, I think, talking I about think market it, timing. I think it's the timing. Think about it. If you would have invested in Bitcoin when it was at 64,000, how are you feeling today? How are you feel every day? Not good. You know, Gut check good. every day. You see? Sometimes it doesn't call for you to invest. Sometimes it calls for you just to study. It, it's just like the markets, you know? you get in the market the wrong time sometimes you just have to be patient and that's overall in life you know a lot of people think because 
they see others investing. See, people, people are just going to tell you that they invest. They're never going to tell you about the losses of those investments because you lose eight out of every 10 investments. I'm going to be honest with you. And that's me even speaking from my personal uh, perspective, but it's just the truth. When you invest, you got to know that this money that I'm investing is money that I can lose. Because eight out of 10 times, you're going to lose it. And that's what people don't understand. You know, I, we get into this thing in our minds because we hear it all day. Hey, leaving your money in the bank isn't good. But making a bad investment isn't good either. <laughs> you're 100%, right? You're 100% right? Like, we, like we, 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 we get caught up in everybody saying, man, the bank ain't giving you no money. The bank, But the bank ain't losing you no money either. And we never forget right. that. We only think about if we invest that we're going to make money. And when you think like that, you're thinking wrong. So you had enough experience in this game. I think a lot of people started investing during the best time in, in history, right? Yeah. 2019 to 2021 area, by far the most profitable time. You could have bought almost any investment, whether it was crypto or stocks, and you would have made money. And so yes. I don't think a lot of people have been exposed to a down market or have felt the losses like, you know, us investing in 2017 in crypto. Yes. And, you know, seeing that up and down. So what do you feel like this next cycle is going to teach people? And what do you feel like people can uh, learn from you right now so they don't have to go through some pain in this next cycle? I think one thing, uh, patience is what people need to have. Um, you know, everything in life is in cycles. If you think about it, I remember in 2017, Bitcoin was starting to go up. It got to 20,000. And then in 2018, October, it plummeted to 3,000. Then they came back a few years later and we have this run. Now it's on a downtrend. People got to learn patience. And why you why you learning patience? Study what you're trying to... A lot of people don't... See, the thing is, if I tell you, listen, go invest in crypto, you're going to go invest just because I told you. You won't even do your due diligence to study what you're investing. You're just putting it in because it's the, it's the wave. It's what everybody's doing. So you're just putting your money, but you, you have no knowledge of what you're investing in, you know? It's great to invest, but it's also, you have to understand that you have to know what you're investing in. You have to have some type of information on, on it and you have to know if it's a good time for you to invest. But if you don't have no information, you're just gonna invest. And then when it doesn't go your way, you're blaming the person that told you to invest, but never blame yourself for not seeking the information before you invest it. So why do you think people don't take that personal responsibility? People, because two things, people don't like to, people don't like, don't like to blame themselves and people are lazy. Let's be honest. People are lazy. People want everything automated in life. Yep. You know, you know I heard you talk about, and this is kind of where the, the most of the podcast is going to be. I kind of want to ask you about things I've heard you speak about. Yeah. I want you to expand on. That was one thing that you said. You said people don't have a money problem. They have a laziness problem. Yeah. Today. Could you expand on that a little bit? Because every everybody wants everybody to do the work for them. You, you get what I'm saying? Like, if I tell you, listen, you have to learn this. You have to study this. It's going to take you a while. They'll seek for somebody who's already done it to do it for them and give them a percentage. Because everybody wants to be laid up, chill, and living life. Because that's what they want to show. See, the, I always say social media is a gift and a curse because social media can either motivate you, discourage you, right? Or give you an illusion about reality of life. And I said this yesterday. 
sometimes people live in the illusion and not the reality. Because people look at you right now, Roy, and they'll be like, man, you know, I want to do what Roy's doing. I want to do these podcasts. I want to do this summit. But they don't know that you was put in the groundwork 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019 for you to be able to rub shoulders where people will come out to something that you're doing. They just think, oh, you know what? I'm just going to put it together. People are going to come. No, it's like, if you was lazy, you wouldn't be doing, you wouldn't have done the FX Summit. You wouldn't have the type of guests that you have in your in your podcast. You wouldn't have the relationships that you have because you have relationships. I'm not going to lie. You have in the, in, the, in, in the industry that we're in, in the space that we're in, you have the relationships with basically the top tier people in this space. You ain't get that from laziness. No, I think, I think a lot of it is uh, the, the reason I was asking you about that question is people make the excuse that they don't have money and that's why they can't do a certain no, thing. Money, but no, 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 money's and, just but, an excuse. Money's just, money's just an excuse that you give yourself to feel better. That, that's it. Listen, we have, we have social media, we have YouTube, we have ways that you can get information. You can get information. You don't need, listen, of course, your finances will get you in, in spaces with people that have had success that they might charge you for you to learn. But for right now, you can still seek free information. It's just that you don't, people don't want to. People want things handed to them. You see what I'm saying? And, and that's the problem. That's why I say people are lazy. So from your experience, like you bring an opportunity to someone, because I know that you've probably spoken to thousands and tens of thousands of people about an opportunity. And there's usually different yeah. camps of how somebody responds to an opportunity. Like in your mind, what are the different camps of people that uh, and how they respond to an opportunity? Well, so we have different types of people in this world. We have the people that think it's too good to be true. Then you got the people that feel like they can't do it. It might work for you, but it didn't work for me. And then you got the people that their mind is set in a way of thinking in life. You know? So why do people struggle seeing the value in an opportunity so like for example if uh if i wanted to show one of my friends trading today someone yeah. who actually doesn't already trade the first thing that they're going to think of is you know what's the catch always always because we've been programmed like that because think about it anything inside anything that's stable if it's something that's not stable right Think about like, like a job. A job is stable. We've been programmed to be stable in life. We haven't been programmed to be risk takers, to, to think outside the box. We've been programmed to think inside the box, not outside of it. So when you come up with something that's a friend of yours and he says, what's the catch? No, the catch is that this is something that you can learn. But they, their vision is so blurred that they can't even see what the real opportunity that you're trying to give them in front of them. That kind of goes to a, a follow-up thing that you said before. I kind of wanted your take on this. You said, don't listen to people who tell you not to chase your dreams because they've already given up on theirs. Yeah. And so the, a lot of people that we try to bring opportunity to have probably already tried something and they probably already dedicated themselves to something and it didn't work out. And yeah. so now they're discouraged. Um, so what do you really mean by that? So I, I feel like people... People have two things. Like, no, most people 
are a little bit hate, hateful in a way. I'm going to tell you why. Because they won't be happy for you because you did something that they couldn't do. So they won't be happy for you. Because they'll look at it as, man, I, I tried and it didn't work for me. So I don't want it to work for him or her because it didn't work for me. Right? I mean, if you really think about it. I mean, there's, there's always going to be people like that in a friend group, I think. And you've had so many different types and levels of success. Obviously, the failures came with it as well. But you've had different levels of success. How have you seen friendships evolve? And have you seen relationships evolve? Because there's always going to be some people that even though they love you or you love them, they might feel some kind of way about the success you're having. Well, Do you people, feel like that's something you can fix? Or is it something no, you just have to cut them out of your life? You, have, you can't fix that. Because as you get successful, let me ask you a question. As you've gotten more successful... Hasn't your circle changed? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, right? Because think about it. The people that stay behind, right, are usually your friends. Because what you wanted to do, they didn't want to do, and that's fine. But then when you get to the pinnacle of the things that you're doing, you don't, it's not that you're not friends with them, it's that you don't have time for that anymore. Because you're rubbing shoulders with people that can help you get to the next level. You see what I'm saying? So people don't understand that. Like, where does this, where does this whole thing come from where they say, like, strangers will support you before your friends do? And I've seen this in my own success. Like, when I, as why. I've grown I, in my trading. I'll tell you why. Please. Because strangers don't know you. Your friends know you. So if you, if you and your friends... Like your friends that you have right now, their, their way of thinking about life was, oh, we're going to always be friends. We're going to have kids. We're going to go to each other's birthday, kids' birthday party. We'll go, go to the bar, watch the game. That's, they have a vision of you with them. And once you're not in that vision, they can't support it because it's like, a, it's like you leaving the nest. We're all together. We all grow up together. We're in the nest together. Mm. One tries to leave, we don't understand why is he leaving the nest. We don't want him to leave the nest. We want him to stay here with us. You know? Someone listen to this. What if they say, Lasaldo, I've known this person my whole life, or this person's family, or we've been through so much together already. They have that sentimental attachment. What do you say to those individuals who are hanging around people that may not be beneficial for their future, but they can't seem to break that because they've known them for so long or they have that existing relationship? I always say, listen, if you want to break generational curses, you have to break generational friendships and relationships. Mm. And sometimes Damn. that's hard. Think about it. You have generational friendships and relationships with people. But they, that if you're trying to break this generational curse for your family, you have to break that off first. That's the only way and it's, and it's hard because, you know, people always say, see, the thing is people always say, oh, you changed. No, it's not that I changed. Your perception of me changed because you think I changed. I'm the same, but your perception of me changed because you think I changed, but I've still been the same. And that's, that's what powerful. happens. That, that's, that's, that's what happens. That's why strangers who don't know you will root for you. Because you got to think about it. Your friends know you. They know all the mess ups in your life. They know, oh, I remember where Roy, he, 
he, he crashed the car. They know all the good and the bad about you. So they're looking at you like, just, that's just Roy. Oh, that's just Roy. When another person that doesn't know you and just sees you on social media and sees what you've been up to and what you've been doing because they've been following you, sees, oh, yo, that's Roy. He's doing his thing. But to a person that knows you, they just be like, oh, that's just Roy. They don't see it as, man, look at Roy. He's doing his thing. They just be like, that's Roy because I know Roy. I know when he when he fell down or he had this fire. So they, they still living off of what they know about, what they know about you instead of living in the present moment. That's powerful. That's real powerful. What has social media done? I know you've mentioned it earlier. What do you feel like social media has done to friendships, culture, success, the illusion of life? You know, what do you really feel like social media is doing to people? I think social media is giving people a false representation of real life. Uh, like I said, it's a gift and a curse. If you use it properly, it can give you it can give you blessings and gifts because if you use it properly, right? But then there's the other side of it that people, you know, are looking at other people's lives, and because these people are claiming to live a life that they could be living, or they just posting about it and not really living it, it makes you feel bad about your own life. You get what I'm saying? And it makes you feel like you 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 you're you're a loser. You haven't accomplished something because you're just seeing life on somebody's good side. You don't know them to know the bad side of their life. So if I'm only posting great things about my life, you only know Lasalle Tavares as man. He's traveling. He's doing this. He's doing that. But you don't know the everyday life that I I don't I could be not talking to my mother. I could be in bad relationships. I can you don't because I'm not gonna post. I'm not gonna post that part of my life. So that's why I say it's an illusion, you know? Why is it so hard for people to see through it? I feel like we've been talking about this sort of thing for so many years. It should kind of be obvious to people that you can't judge someone's situation by how they portray themselves on social media. But it still feels like it's every day it just gets worse and worse where people are assuming that someone's successful or thriving or doing something because of what's happening on social media. Because this is the way it's been picked, it's been it's been painted now. Like now, this is the narrative that you got to post that you're living a great life, that you're you're writing these amazing captions because that's what they that's what they see. Think about it like us. If all we saw was our parents' work and tell us to go to school, what are we thinking? Okay, we got to go to school, we got to go to college, we got to get grades, we got to get a job because that's all we see. So now these people, all they see is that that you have to post that you're the most uh, lit person right? or like there's this couple like every now it's couple goals life. Like it, it's, it's an illusion. You get what I'm saying? Because the same people that post, you know, each, each other every day as a great couple after in real life are fighting every day, are, are basically choking each other every day. They're not going to show that. So now you think that's what you got to do. So, Oh, when I get a girlfriend or a boyfriend, I got to post him. I got to do this. I got to do that because that's what I see, but they just give you the illusion. But behind closed doors, they're each other's next 24 hours a day. So people comparing themselves to something that's not even real. It's the worst. And they're just getting frustrated because they can't make it work when the person who's posting it is not even making it work. No, but they're not going to know crazy. that. That's crazy. They're not going to know that. 100%. So, I mean, you and I both know a bunch of people on social media that are either doing well or not doing well. A lot of people that are doing well, very modest on social media. We also know people that might not be doing that well, but on social media, they might be the most popular person. So we can speak on this from a realistic sense. 
like, do you know people that are posting on social media as if they live a certain extravagant lifestyle, but don't in real life? Oh, all the time. And that's why I posted yesterday on, uh, I put teacups gem of the day. People be posting on this platform. Like we don't know the real you in real life. You know, like you're not, you're not about you, everything that you, you posting. You're not this, you're not that, you're not living like this. You're not, I know you, I know. But you know you you know what is the illusion again, because we feel like we got to keep up with somebody else, or somebody else's post. So we're gonna have to do the same because we got to keep up with that person's post. You know. So, so if the people watching this now they know that a lot of people that they admire or that they may be comparing themselves to unfairly aren't actually doing the things that they say they're doing. No, so they then not. what should people really be focused on when you're looking at successful people? What should people be studying from them? How should people be studying successful people on social media versus just getting caught up in the hype and, and everything else? Before you study somebody on social media, you got to ask yourself, what is your definition of success? Like, before I study you, Roy, I got to ask myself, what, what is my definition? Because your definition of success might be different from mine's. So I can't study you until I know what's my own definition of success. Is it money? Is it happiness? Is it is it is it love? What what's what's your true definition of success? You see what I'm saying? So you would say that's step number one. So if someone's watching this and they don't have a sense of direction, they should sit down and figure out what their definition of success is. Yes, because everybody has their. Some people think it's money to buy materialistic things. Some people think it's love, uh, peace, and you know, just peace of mind. Everybody has their own because you think, okay, put it like this. You look at somebody on social media that has three or four high-end cars, and you think, man, that person's successful. He's successful in the high-end cars and maybe money, but he might not be happy in life. You get what I'm saying? And 100%. then there's a person that don't have not one percent of what he or she has and is happy as hell in life. So how do you measure success? Is it because we only measure success by money and material things? Right or wrong? If I was driving, let me ask you a question. If I was driving a Honda Accord and somebody else, right, is driving a, 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 a Bentley or a Ferrari and we're both speaking about the same topic, subconsciously, most people are going to listen to the to that person because they're like, he's not successful. He has a Honda Accord. He has a Ferrari or two, not knowing that he might just be in debt and might be just living for the likes and followers and is really strapped in money. And the person here with the Honda actually has a basis, has a foundation, has investments, has savings. But to the naked eye, because you consider success money and material things, oh, he's not successful. He's successful. And this guy might be broke because you can have nice cars and be broke. You can have nice clothes and be broke. You could be living for the attention. So it, it, how you like that, that's how people rate. Some people rate success on that. Yep. And I see you say that all the time is that it's more important to be rich than to look rich. And that's the constant reminder I've seen you talk about for years and years, which is and, and this is something I appreciate from you because you've seen so many people go up and down where they had a lot of income at one point, but instead of investing that income and doing something responsible with it, they chose to live for the, you know, for people or to show off instead. And you've seen what that does to people in the slow years. 
because business is up and down, right? Listen, what I always say is when, you're, when your business is doing great, that is the best time to save and make the right investments. Don't wait till the business is going backwards for you to start investing and saving money because you're not making the same income. And every business, no matter what business you're in in life, has its ups, has its downs. Yeah. Because most people think when the business is doing good, it's never going to stop. Or that's it. It's just going to go. No, it's not like that. No business, you guys, anybody, a billionaire, trillionaire, millionaire, that has a business, that nothing goes up forever. There's points where your business is either on a standstill or is going is negative. It's, it's never going, no business in life only goes up. 100%, even with trading. That's what I tell people. Oh. If you do have a successful month or you do have a successful run, you got to do something responsible with that money yeah. because it's not guaranteed for you to do this over and over again. You know, I laugh because I tell people all the time, People will post, people only post their wins when it comes to, let's say, trading. Because that's that's the highlight. That's the highlight. Like, yo, I won. But then I always tell a person, if you post, if you post something on Tuesday that you won, let me see Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. How come you post on Monday, but I ain't see you post no more the rest of the week? So that's telling me, oh, nah, he, he he just had that one good day, or she just had that one good day arrested. Because you would have you would have posted right or wrong, right? Because if you were so happy to post your winning whatever day it was, how come the next day, the day after that, the next day, I, you waited two weeks to post again your winnings? It's like so, so you haven't won in two weeks that with the gap, like, or you just what you just wanted to post that day, the next day you wanted, to, nah, that's bullshit, right? That's bullshit. Give me the give me what people think. A successful and rich. Okay, first off, let me ask you a, a more important question. What is your definition of success? If we're going to talk about there's different ways to have success, um, what is your personal definition of success? Success is having good people around you, uh, having people that love you and you love them. Um, I mean, success is peace of mind. See, th th this money that I've made. I always say this, you know, when, when, when you don't have money, you say, yo, when I, when I make money, I want this, 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 and this, and this, right? And some of us, when we get the money, we, we get it. But some of us, like myself, was like, yo, I don't really need all this stuff. What I need is that I know I have a peace of mind, that if tomorrow I want to go to Dubai and go spend some money, I can. Will I? I probably not, but I know I can. Sometimes knowing you can is way better than anything else. Even if you don't do it, just know that, okay, you know what? I don't have this Ferrari, but if Mr. T Cup decides tomorrow, tomorrow wants to go buy a Ferrari, I can't go buy it. Will I know? But I know I can. So I'm okay with that. That makes yes. me happy. Right? 100%. Because you think I about it. I can't agree. If you think about it, what do you really need in life, Roy? Me, I go play, I go, I go play dominoes every Tuesday for like four hours with some older folks. That's life for me. Like that's, the pinnacle of life. I'm like, yo, I, this is, I'm having, I'm not, I don't, I don't work a job. I'm here playing dominoes, which I love to do. That is the pinnacle for me, for my life. That's my happiness. So to me, I'm successful just because on a Tuesday, I'm not clocking in or I'm not, I'm going to play dominoes every Tuesday. You're defining your own success. You basically yeah. say, this is what my successful life looks like. 
And as long as I'm getting what I want out of my life, then that's success, right? Because what happens is we get caught up on what somebody else deems perfect example. I, I know people that say, oh, you're a millionaire, but how come you don't have this? Or you don't do this, you don't do that. Why you? Why am I going to spend my money to make you happy when you don't even have the money I have? You, you're going to tell me how to spend my money when you don't even have my money. So you want me to spend my money to make you happy? You get what I'm saying? This is, uh, this is something I wanted to ask you. Like you said another one of these quotes, which is people are competing with, with people online that they don't even know and don't even know them. Yeah. So like, why do you feel like, why do you feel like people are, are trying to, like you said, please people that they don't even know, Like they're trying to go spend this money that they could be putting towards themselves or their future. They're actually going to go spend it on something that they might not even want hundred percent just to show other people that don't even know them that they have it. Because pe people want attention. People want attention. People want to feel loved. Think about it. Some people base success on followers and on likes. I know people that would be like, damn, I only got like 300 likes on this picture. Like, so? That, hey, that means you got 300 people that liked it. Because you wanted to have two or 3,000 likes. Because we want attention. So we'll start competing with people. You're competing with somebody that doesn't even know who you are. You know, instead, now, of, instead of getting motivated by the person, you're competing with the person. Mm, I like that part. It's like there's if someone's doing I mean, this is just me personally, but if someone's doing better than me on social media, like you said, I got to learn. Right. Uh, there's a lot of young people in this space, in the trading space, for example. Some of these people will be like 19, 20, 21 years old, 22 years old, posting results that are unbelievable. Now, the, I feel like the only thing that can stop someone from learning in this space is being like, oh, I can't learn from someone younger than me, right? Because that person's younger than me. And I think that that's a huge trap because young people figure out things a lot faster. Let me tell you something. And this goes out to everybody who's going to see this podcast. The reason that I'm here today is because I learned from people that were 15, 16, 17, sometimes 18, 20 years younger than me. When I was sleeping on my aunt's couch and I was 36, I learned how to trade from a bunch of 19-year-olds, 21-year-olds, 20-year-olds. I learned about how to, you know, maneuver on the internet, how to, from, from these kids, you know? They, you got to understand, when I was 20 years old, see, the problem is when you get older, you think you know more than people because you have experience. You might have had more experience than the than the younger person. But let's compare you at 20 years old and a person now at 20 years old. They're way ahead of you. It's like kids now. A 10-year-old now compared to when you was 10, it's totally advanced. They know how to play with the iPad. They know how to go through, look through the TV. And right, see where right, right. You see what I'm saying? Right. But what, what happens with people is they stuck in their ways that they're not understanding. Everything advances. So... Now, that 20-year-old now that knows a lot, when he gets to 40, the 20-year-old, when he's at 40, that 20-year-old is going to know more than him when he was 20 because the world keeps advancing. And that's what I figured out. I said, if I was going to be like this old guy, you, I can't learn nothing from you because you're young. Nah, I would not be here today. You have to put your ego aside. You have to put your pride aside 
And you have to understand that these kids that are younger than you know a lot, can teach you something. Let me tell you something. These kids nowadays, they teach you. I learn. I stay learning from these kids. And I want to say it's the other way around, too. It's a lot of young people that are arrogant enough to think that they have all the answers because they figured out one or two plays on the Internet versus understanding that, you know, like experience and wisdom teaches you business is not always good. Put your money aside in the winter. You could be the best entrepreneur. You can make $100 million in a, in a month, whatever it is. If you haven't learned those important lessons, you might give it all back. And so that's where I feel like it's a perfect mix. You know, young people who are listening to this, you really need to learn from older people because there's, there's so much things that experience can teach you yeah. I, that you I can think, take advantage of. I think why people, if, if you follow me and people always call me their big bro or their OG, is because I'm always, even though I'm learning from these young kids, I'm making sure that I'm giving them the, the advice so they don't do the things that I did wrong. Now that you're at this pinnacle, hey, don't do this, don't do that. See, so my job is, is to teach them about my experience and like their job is to teach me about all the new stuff. So it, it's a great mix. And that's why people always call me their OG or their big brother because if you ask anybody that's come across my path, when we have conversations, I'm always giving them guidance. Hey, listen, you're making a lot of money. Hey, watch out for this, watch out for that. Do this. Because I don't want them to learn this as, as they go along. I want to tell them so they can look at, oh, you know what? Teacup, Lasado, he told me, he told me about this. I know what to do in this situation. So now I won't make the mistake that he made. You see what I'm saying? So I'm trying to avoid these kids from making the mistakes I made. And that's I feel like that's my job, you know, as a big brother, as an OG, is to let these kids know, hey, listen. Uh, watch out for this because right now it's coming to you. Watch out. Don't just, just don't do this because somebody tells you to do. make sure it's what you want. Like I'm always giving them advice. And I feel like that's the relation that we have. They teach me things. I teach them things about life and it's a great marriage. I think it's, it's more appreciated than, you know, because a lot of people might not have a family member or somebody in their circle that can provide that sort of guidance because a lot of people have, like you said, they gave up on their dreams or they never pursued financials or they never pursued like really learning and looking at the landscape and learning from different people. They were never in that sort of mindset, so they can't pass it on to somebody. So you're kind of like that person for a lot of people where you can be like, hey, not just work hard, hustle, like some of this generic motivation, but like yeah. cut the people off that are holding you back. Stop competing with strangers online that don't even know you exist. These are very real tips. And I don't think that, you, that a lot of people um, are going to appreciate them until they're faced with a situation and you have to apply one of those principles. And you're like, damn, Mr. You know, Teacup was right. <laughs> I think what I learned, I learned from different races, right? From race. And the one thing I learned when I was working a job in New York City, I, I, will, I will work in an area in Long Island where it was a lot of Jewish people, right? And I talk about these guys, all these, I was working in an area with houses with no less than $5 million, right? And since I was working there for like 10 years, I was able to build relationship with a lot of the people there because they will see me always coming out to work there. And the one thing I learned from, from the people that were living, the, Jew, the Jew, Jewish people that were living in that area was collaboration. Coll Give you an example. I, I worked in an area in New York City, uh, in Long Island called Lawrence Woodmere Hewlett Harbor. If you know, you know those areas. The guy that owns Snapple, he lives back there. Like, it's rich, rich, rich. And there's always new, new houses being built. And I would talk to the neighbors, hey, whose house is that? 
And the guy be like, oh, that's that's my daughter and her husband. They just got married and I put them into the business. And I'm like, damn, you put them into business. He's building a $10 million house because they kept collaborating with each other. You know, collaboration is key. You see, you'll get more done, you get more done in life collaborating than trying to do it by yourself. Why is it that if, if, if you, Roy, if I come across a building that's worth $1 million, why would I just try to buy by, my, by myself? Why don't I call four or five of my friends and say, hey, listen, we got an opportunity. Let's all put our money together and just we get it. Then we collaboration. That's what I've learned. And I collab with a lot of people. And that's one thing that I've been able to keep my relationships with everybody because, you know, whether you're doing what I do or don't do it, whatever, it doesn't matter. My thing is keeping relationships open for collaborations. I, th- I kind of want to, if I had to say this realistically, just as honestly as possible, when someone comes from nothing or has nothing, it's really hard for them to think about collaboration because they're coming from a mindset of scarcity. There's a scarcity of opportunity. There's a scarcity of money out there. There's a scarcity of people that can help them. And so every additional person that comes on that wants to collaborate, they see as a competition. And so what are some ways that people who are in that mind state can get out of that mind space and understand how important collaboration is, especially in that phase of their journey. Well, they must understand if they don't get out of that first, they're not going to grow. There's only so far they can grow, right? There's only so much capital you have on your own. And if you study people, you know, if you study other entrepreneurs, a lot of them do a lot of collaborations. If you really, if you, if you look at the billionaires, a lot of the billionaires, they might be the front for the billions, but they have partners. They've always had partners in all in a guy like uh, Jerry Buss, who was the owner of the Lakers. The reason why he was able to buy the Lakers because of his collaborations with people. You know, you look at your entrepreneurs, Jay-Z. He has a lot of collaborations. Like if you really start studying people that have success, notice they always have partners in a lot of their businesses. They never go into business by themselves. They have always a lot of partners. And as far as you coming from that environment that you can't trust nobody, well, listen, if it's like that, then you will never date again because you things happen in life. People still date after they've been burnt, you know, and, and cheated on. But people still date, right? Because you gotta you got to learn how to trust somebody after a while, right? You can't live your life. You can only live your life saying, you know what? I know I did good. You know, if that person does bad, that karma will come to that person. But you can't live your life always with that mentality of how you grew up. You can keep it with you, but you got to understand that sometimes you got to let it go. So if uh, collaboration and relationships and partnerships, they all take trust, right? It takes a little bit of risk. You got to risk getting burned. Trust is risk. risk. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. This is the... You can post this. Trust is the biggest risk. But you got to take it. Right? Because you don't know anything that you do in life. You don't know how it's going to end up anyway. When you start a relationship with somebody, you have to give trust. But you're taking the risk, right or wrong. So when it comes to business, you got to take a you, you You can't tell people, oh, go take a risk. But then you don't, you don't take a risk in trust. You got to take a risk too. Everything you do is a risk because you got to risk that you can trust these people or that person going into business with them. 
But don't you say every day, yo, you got to take risk in life. That's a risk that you're taking. It's no different. You have to take in, Trusting people is a risk, but you got to take them. So, I mean, from your, so obviously there's always a risk involved in partnerships, especially in business. But from your experience, and you've had a bunch of partnerships that might have either gone right or wrong, can you explain to people what are some, some of the things that you look for in a good partner just to make sure that you don't have problems in the back end? And uh, also, Lou, just real quick, I'm about, to go, I'm about to plug this in just right here in my wall, but I'm right. still listening. Okay. The biggest thing when it comes to doing business with somebody, and I learned this the hard way, you have to make sure that the person that you're doing business with has something to lose. What I mean by that, you can't be the only one with the capital. Because if something goes wrong, you're the only one that really loses because it's your capital. You got to make sure that every investment that you do with somebody, that person has equal stake in the game. If, if, if you're putting up 200, that person putting up 200. It can't be if the investment is four hundred thousand, you put three fifty. That person puts fifty. No, you can't. You you have to make sure that everybody you invest with, with has the same capital that you have. Have some some skin in the game. That's the one thing I've learned from a couple of my mistakes that I've invested with people that had no money. So if it doesn't work out, what do they really lose? Okay, they lost. The opportunity, but I'd rather lose the opportunity than lose money, right or wrong. For sure. So when you invest, you got to make sure that everybody has equal skin in the game. It can't be everything is on you. Oh, you're bringing 90% of the investment. You're bringing that 85% of No, 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 no. We're going to do 50-50. If you don't have 50-50, then I can't invest in you because if you lose, you're not really losing. I'm the one who really only lose. I can only lose here. You can only win. You can't lose. I can win and lose. You can only win. You see what I'm saying? 100%. Is there a scenario where you would entertain somebody who might not have the same capital skin in the game, but they might bring an opportunity to the table? They might bring a specific skill set to the table. Is there a time like you as a, an affluent investor, would you ever invest in somebody that didn't bring that much money to the yeah, table, but person, they had an opportunity? Yeah, if a person had a skill set and had a network, I, I can I can invest. I can invest. You know? So it's more of a judgment call, but just like yeah. random off the street, someone asks no. you, hey, I have this great idea. You no. got to put up 95% of the money, 90%. No. It just doesn't sound attractive as an investor, right? No. Because there's people that know know about... There could be somebody that, that's worked in restaurants for 12 years and knows the ins and outs and knows how to, how to make a restaurant work. He or she just don't have the money. That's different. Because at least they got the skill. You know? For sure. 100%. That's the difference. Um, one thing that I really wanted to pick your brain about is supporting your friends so they can come back and help you win. Yeah, I said Can that. you expand on this a little bit? It sounded very interesting to me when you said it. I was like, because a lot of people are saying, if your friends aren't on the same page, whatever, whatever, you got to let them go or win with your friends and make sure everybody's on the same playing field. So what does that mean? Make sure they win. So they can come back and help. You know what's the craziest part? That people be thinking you have to pay a premium or something to support people. Support is free. Support is free. I, I, that's why I never understood. Like, yo, why would you not post me? Why would you not like post one of my business ventures? It's free. It's not like it, 
before Instagram, before you post on Instagram, it says you have to pay twenty dollars to post this of your friend's business because it's not Instagram don't do that or social media don't do that. So that's why I understand support be free, and you never know if 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 I support you, Roy, in everything you do. There might be a day in your life that you could come back and give me an opportunity just because you're like, you know what? Damn, this guy's always been, he or she always been supporting me. And sometimes you're in a position that all you can do is support. You might not have no finances, but as a friend, all you can do is support. And you never know if that friend, when he or she makes it, can come back and grab you just off the strength that you always supported them. Yes, sir. So what about the people that think that support only means that they have to buy a product or a service from you, that your no. friend supporting you means they have to pay you money? What, is, what do you say to those people? No, it, it, it's not. It, no, I think, I think the people that want the support, they feel offended if somebody don't pay for something. You get what I'm saying? But support should always just be on something that is genuine. You know? Okay, you can't buy my, maybe you don't have it to buy my stuff, but you can put it out there for me. You can connect me with somebody that might be looking for something that I have to offer. Different ways of support. If I'm selling a course for 1500 I can't get mad at my friends because they might have families. They can't afford to just pay 1500 Why am I getting mad? I understand, but they might be able to link you with somebody that's looking for that information that can pay the 1500 and boom, that's, boom, they just supported my business because they got me a client. So it's different ways. You get what I'm saying? 100%. And I think that's the real key to connections, right? It that is just seems because to... if, 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 if you're selling a product for $2,000, I know I can't afford it. But you know what? As a friend, I'm going to talk about it, post about it, and maybe, you know what? Get you somebody that can buy it. And that right there is my, my, me showing you my support. is by connecting you, being the middleman, with somebody that was looking for that, that I know, like, hey, listen, my, my guy Roy, he got what you're looking for. Connecting y'all, the person buys your course, and your friend that didn't have the money to buy your course still connected you with somebody, still put it out there. Because think about it like this. If a person can't support you financially, if they post about it, somebody in their network will buy it from you financially. You see what I'm saying? hundred percent. So we're getting ready to wrap up here. I wanted to ask you about this uh, one last topic, which is you said on one of your, I think it was an IG live that you did that you don't have to quit your job to be an entrepreneur. No, you don't have to quit. And I think that that's like the biggest misconception because people are stressing themselves up and down trying to quit their job. I can't wait to go full-time this full-time that. And nobody understands the stress of trading full-time or being full-time anything. So what do you mean by you don't have to quit your job to be an entrepreneur? You know, I feel like people, again, they get caught up with the narrative about entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship is being successful in other streams of income to me, right? So if you have a stable income, right, why quit that stable income just, just so you can say you're an entrepreneur? Because ain't nothing stable about being an entrepreneur. Because we got to wake up every day because we don't have, think about it. Yeah, you trade, but trading, you don't win every day. When you go to work and you clock in, you're making money every day. You don't lose money when you go to work. Right or wrong. Whether you Stop. work or not, whether you scroll on Facebook or not, you're getting paid regardless. 
Show me one person that went into work and lost money. I want to know. I want to know somebody who went into work and lost money by going into work. You don't lose money. So why take away your stable income just so you could run around and prance around here and be an entrepreneur? Let me tell you something. Entrepreneurship is stressful. You don't know when your check is coming in. You don't know when your next play or whatever is coming in, you know? And for you to get passive income, you have to build income. That's what people don't understand. So you can build income by having a solid job to get you passive income. You know, I, listen, it's, a, it's nice to say, oh, I'm an entrepreneur, but in all actuality, you're not an entrepreneur until you start making money. And I'm talking about real money. Oh, what oh. you do for that? I'm an entrepreneur. Okay, so you own anything? No. Have anything? No. But you're an entrepreneur. What does that mean? Like, what? what why be a broke entrepreneur? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is why I say you don't have to leave your job. You actually are ahead of most of these entrepreneurs if you keep your job. I think that's the biggest, biggest thing that you just said is that you can actually get ahead of a lot of people that are trying to do the same thing as you if you have a stable income. Yes. 100%. I think that's brilliant. So that applies to a lot of things, trading and investing too, right? So like we're talking about owning a business and being an entrepreneur, but you are somebody that's put your eggs like aside for a rainy day as well. And I think that, that like you said, that comfort that you get, not comfort, but that peace of mind seems to be the biggest thing for you. So do you feel like it's even being an entrepreneur that's the goal or it's making streams of income so you can put money aside? Uh, having streams of income. Again, like my biggest thing in life is like, I, I'm going to tell you this to the day I die. Being able to know that you can buy it, but you don't go buy it is the best thing. As long as I can wake up every day and say, you know what, that's a beautiful, that's a, that's a, oh, Bali. Damn, I want to go to Bali. I can go to Bali. I might not go, but I can go. Just knowing that I can do it is what's the goal in entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship isn't you go make money so you go spend it. Entrepreneurship is that you go make money to save it and then make some good investments and keep keep that that flow going. That 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 plan. Make money, save it, good investments, just keep that ball rolling. That, that's really, that's the goal of an entrepreneur. It, it, because I'm, look, right now, I'm here talking to you. I'm at peace in life. I don't have any money problems. You know, all my bills get paid. My kids are straight. The way I want, the way I want to live my life. Not you, because you might want to live your life you know, being in a yacht and, and getting off the yacht to a to a to a, a Ferrari, you might not be happy because you're not there yet. I'm happy. I see I'm happy. I'm in my house. I go play dominoes. I see my kids. Like I'm happy. I'm I'm happy in life, you know. So me, I'm at peace because I'm 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 happy with what I got. You That's what amazing. I'm, I'm what makes me happy is meeting incredible people. Lasaldo is having incredible conversations like this and being able to pass on knowledge to a lot of people. So I really appreciate you taking time as always going through these different concepts. You guys have to understand this is, this is somebody who's been exposed to so many different unique experiences. 
like Lasaldo, you've been around so many incredible people as well. I know we talk about my connection, but over the years, I know that you've been in some rooms that I would dream to be a fly on, uh, be a fly in the wall on. And I can't imagine the lessons you've learned through all the businesses you've been able to start, all the experiences you've been able to have, and the thousands of people you've been able to, to touch and impact. So I appreciate you always getting on and sharing this value. Um, a lot of people might not get excited because there's no three Lamborghinis behind you and you're trying not to get them in the shot. But I hope that people understand this is genuine value that I apply in my life all the time. And uh, just want to say thanks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I appreciate you having me on. And again, like I said in the beginning, everybody has their own definition of success. You know, your the success that you want me to have, that you feel it should define me, I can't go live off of that. I got to live off of what I want. You get what I'm saying? And I've been in amazing rooms. I've been in rooms where I've been sitting down with billionaires. And the one thing I'm going to tell everybody, you know, money should change you, right? But not change who you are. Money should change maybe the things that you can do, the experiences. Be yourself, you know? Don't let the money make you. You make the money. You know, be yourself. Mm. I've, I've been able to be myself. I never had to go have to wear a suit or try to be somebody that I'm not because I'm in this space. I've been Lissado Tavares. You take it, you, you take it, you leave it. This is me. You know, I'm not going to change. Me not changing is the reason why I'm at where I'm at today. So why should I change anything? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Why should I change the way I dress or, or wearing suits and, and, and looking like the part? Because that's what you perceive the part is. No, this is how I live my life. Sir, and I, I hope you here. never change. I hope you never change. No, no, that, I, I'll, never, I'll never in my life change because me being me has gotten me into those rooms. People respect you more when you're you. Believe it or not. People 100%. respect you more when, hey, yo, that's just me. That's me. That's, that's him. He, yeah. I've never seen him. There's nobody, there's nobody that can say that I've changed. Nobody. He's, mm. That's why I have great relations with everybody Everybody, whether you, you do what I do outside of this, because the one that they say is, he's never changed. He's still the same. You would never know I have money. If I'm hanging out with you and your friends, I'm not talking about no money. I'm going to be making jokes. I'm going to be laughing. I'm going to be talking about sports. And you would never know anything about me because that's not, I don't care about that. See what I'm saying? makes the money. The money don't make the man. Ladies and gentlemen, Lasaldo Tavares, a.k.a. Mr. Teacup Lou, a.k.a. The Goat. Thank you, Lasaldo, for another incredible episode. Appreciate you, my brother.